This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Before I get started on today's CSG podcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines. Located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Moisee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the beautiful dairy block, a couple paces down from uh, the, the milk market, which has taken the uh, lower downtown by storm. Uh, do you like wine? You know, I, I went into Blanchard last week. Enjoyed myself uh, some of that. It was a really nice Cabernet, 2017 Cabernet, that uh, had a nice. Um, oh, just, it, it had a basically it had a great palette to it, and uh, it was called their Fire Cabernet because uh, it was harvested in 2017, uh, right around the time maybe before the uh, the fires in Sonoma County. Um, much like this year with the uh, uh, Russian River, or excuse me, the also the, another Sonoma County fire um, that luckily uh, Blanchard was spared. Uh, they have locations in California and Denver, but if you want the taste of having, you know, family-owned vineyard um, producing their own wines in Denver, Blanchard is the best place in town to do it. Um, they have been producing primarily Pinot Noir, but they, they, they have uh, Rieslings, they have Whites, they have, as I said, Cabernet, they have Blends, anything really you want. Um, come and uh, go and enjoy what I feel is a great atmosphere in Lower Downtown. If you want a night out, if you go, went to the, to the milk market and you want to just kind of saunter over to uh, uh, Blanchard Family Wines, it's the place to be. Um, once again, they are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. They are located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Moisee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in, tell them Jeff from CSG Podcast sent you. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, I am recording this one... I. I intended on having a podcast out two days ago as of this recording, um, but the day that I uh, was going to put it out, it occurred at, at my brother got a trans donor transplant from a fellow in Germany uh, for his leukemia, and uh, it was transplant day, and I just I couldn't do it, so I didn't I didn't attend the uh, the uh, Nuggets versus uh, Celtics game. I I wasn't able to go. Family obviously was a whole bunch of family in town, so I kind of have a backlog of things that I need to talk about. And those of you who follow me on Twitter know that I've kind of teased that I was going to have a podcast. So here is kind of my uh, to what I'm going to start with as far as the Nuggets are winning games. They've now won four in a row. Uh, they just beat two top teams, and uh, that, you know, look, that is great. Um, in, fact, in fact, after that disheartening loss to the uh, 
Atlanta Hawks. It's actually really, really good considering where they were. Uh, the Nuggets have kind of rebalanced the ship and uh, are back to be, you know, let's face it, they are a good team that should win games. Uh, this schedule to start the year is weird because they play a lot of weak, weak opponents, and now they're starting to play some tough ones. And I made a comment during the Houston game that maybe the Nuggets need to play good opponents because they tend to play better against better teams, which was uh, a symptom of the Carmelo Anthony teams, um, if you all remember. The, the Mellow teams were um, kind of, they tended to uh, play poorly against bad teams. Uh, if anyone remembers uh, Al Thor- the scrub Al Thornton dominating Carmelo Anthony when the Washington uh, Wizards were an awful team, uh, like they are now, but back in the like 2010, um, if you remember that, that's the year that they ended up drafting John Wall. Al Thornton ended up like dominating uh, Carmelo Anthony. Well, it was just another symptom of a, a bad team. Um, you know, and and I think that what we what we've seen so far is the Nuggets rebalancing themselves and coming into a different part of their schedule. And you know, like I said, they're a good team. They're a good team with a ton of talent that should win games. And they can win games based purely on their talent. That's where how much talent the Nuggets have on their roster. They can purely, they can win a game almost entirely based on their their talent, that the, the tribute to Tim Connolly, um, where the Nuggets are struggling and where this, and I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but where the this, the Nuggets... Michael Malone likes to talk that the Nuggets have a defensive identity, which is semi-true. Um, they've certainly been a, quote, more defensive team this this early in the season, but that is almost entirely due to the fact that they play so slow. Um, the, Nuggets, the Nuggets are last in pace in the league. And... That is something that I think gets lost in the shuffle. Michael Malone uh, is an old school guy, and he thinks that points allowed is a very big barometer on on quote unquote defense. Which, if this was well, this if this was the '90s, then I would completely agree with that. Um, the way we do defense now is different. The way we do defense now and the way the league encourages you to play is completely different. It's not the same way as it was back in even the mid-2000s. Um, points allowed is not the way you do it because you're going to give up points. Because mo- 29 of the 30 teams in the NBA play with pace. Um, where the Nuggets have struggled is the fact that their offense is legitimately atrocious. And the only times they break out is when they play even remotely faster than they do now. And if the Nuggets don't fix their pace, it's going to catch up with them. Um, Let me be perfectly frank with you. The Nuggets, now that the Rockets have seen what the Nuggets are going to do, now that the Celtics have seen what the Nuggets are going to do, 
uh, it won't be as easy to overcome bad offensive nights. Um, as I've always said, you can't defend your way out of an offensive slump. Um, being just good enough in this league is not going on offense is not going to cut it unless your defense is the greatest defense of all time. And that only lasts a year at the most. Just ask the 2014 Grizzlies. Um, where the Nuggets need to find their balance is to understand that if you increase the pace, you're going to give up more points. But it's okay to give up more points. It is going to be part and parcel to the way the modern league is. The modern league wants you to score. Um, Even when you're a good defensive team, they want you to score. The rules are bent for scoring. And the Nuggets are the team that can't score. And they're trying to out-defend people. And that is sustainable on a very small clip. Especially if you start playing these elite offensive teams. Uh, the Nuggets managed to hold the Houston Rockets, without Eric Gordon, to 95 points. Um, and did a decent job on uh, James Harden in that game. But... That is not sustainable. It, it, it is not something that is going to carry you through the modern NBA season. Where you need to do, what you need to understand is you can maintain a good defensive presence while understanding you need to improve your offense. And that is where my, I can't say it's a bone to pick with Michael Malone, but I do think it is a uh, way of thinking that isn't necessarily conducive to modern basketball. The Nuggets need to be able to score better than they do. They don't have the shooters to play a grinded-out pace. And like I said, they've been winning games largely until the last couple... I mean, I'll give Nuggets credit. They've played well the last two games, even though the Boston game, their offense was again atrocious. Um, They can't seem to stand offensive prosperity. It has, it has, at, you know, the last podcast, I talked about the Nuggets finding a death lineup. They went into Memphis and absolutely slaughtered the Memphis Grizzlies, 131-114. Uh, they played at a fast pace. They were hitting shots. Murray scored 39 points and didn't even play in the fourth quarter. This is a, an elite offensive team an elite offensive team that doesn't play in elite offensive way all the time. It's almost like a other that's a it's offensive self-loathing. <laughs> that's what I call it. It's offensive self-loathing. And I think that is going to catch up with the Nuggets unless they have a realization that you have to bump up the pace a bit. I'm not talking about playing like Paul Westhead's Nuggets, okay? I'm talking about bumping it up to mid-pace, where they were in 2017 when they were uh, one of the best offenses uh, that I've ever seen in Denver, okay? You know, it's capable, but it's it's the battle of the mindset between... uh, Wanting to limit points allowed 
and understanding that your offense, if your offense is terrible, um, you cannot sustain even a great defense. Even the Grizzlies had a competent offense in 2014. Um, and the Nuggets' pace and relative, relative efficiencies, particularly from the outside, is bad. If you don't have dead-eye shooters, it is going to be really hard really hard to uh, sustain a pace like this in this league. The Nuggets do themselves no favors. They are at 11-3 and right now, and they're coming into a part of their schedule that's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. They need to improve their offense. And uh, I hate to, I mean, it sounds like I'm being needlessly critical when they, they're 11-3. and I mean, at, at some point it is nitpicking, right? At some, at some point it is not... You're, you're picking nits and you're not uh, actually seeing the forest for the trees, right? I have to do use two analogies in the same sentence. Um, but it is true that the Nuggets are where they are right now. And as Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record is. And uh, that is true. And no one can take that away from the Nuggets. But one can also acknowledge that they are on a precarious... They, their their offense is so bad, it is sitting pre- precariously in a you-can't-pull-yourself-out-of-a-slump area if you hit a string of elite opponents and you expect to out-defend them in order to win even though your offense is terrible. Look, you're going to play a Los Angeles Lakers team that is mowing through the league right now. As great as you want to be defensively, you are not going to stop LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Particularly even if you want to get to a seven-game series, right? You can't expect to out-defend a team with two Hall of Famers on it if your offense is terrible. And if the Nuggets fix their offense, all they need to do, really, all they need to do is bump up the pace. Period. Bump up the pace even to midpoint, midway pace, like mid-pace team. Okay, right now they're glacial. I've I've never seen a Nuggets team this slow. And people blame blame Jokic. And let me tell you something. Nikola Jokic likes a fast offense. He loves it. I mean, people who saw the Memphis game, he only scored nine points, and he was in heaven with the way they were playing that game. It was fun. It was free-flowing, the Nuggets were scoring, and yet the following game, the Nuggets are back to 100, scoring 105 points, and then the next game, they don't even score 100. I think the, we as Nuggets fans can understand where they are right now as an 11-3 and team, and at the same time understand that this is not sustainable. And if the Nuggets don't improve their offense, it's not going to matter. They're going to hit these elite teams, the Milwaukee's, the the uh, uh, the, the in the East, you know, even Toronto. And uh, they just played they just played the Celtics, and the Celtics almost came back, and they were missing Gordon Hayward, and they were playing half the game without Kemba Walker, right? 
there's things that you can look at and, and say, the Nuggets are gr- good where they are, but they can be better. And I think that is the moral of the story. The Nuggets are good right now where they are, but they can be better in the grand scheme of things. And uh, I think if anyone's listening to this podcast and think I'm being too hard on the, on, on the Nuggets, understand that I think they can be so much better than they are. They, uh, but potential to be absolutely elite. And I feel like they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. It needs to be a balance, and the Nuggets don't have it right now. And I'm hoping that they realize that they need to achieve that balance. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I will be back soon, and we will be talking about more Nuggets stuff. Talk to you later. Goodbye. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.